time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. I just love that intro. The music is so good. Ladies Amazing. and gentlemen, welcome back to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors for your knowledge in what to invest. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. And with me, as always, is the number one advisor in the group, Mr. Dalt. Dalt, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. Can't complain. Uh, doing pretty good. Um... Just heading into the end of the year here every week, get a little bit closer, a little bit more volatility as I expected. Uh, I did predict this and um, talk about it earlier 
in a previous article. So the closer we move to the end of the year, the more the more volatility I think uh, we're going to get, uh, especially with Fed tapering um, coming online now, and then you know Fed chair appointments in February. So it's all getting a little bit rocky. So. Uh, yeah, just, you know, enjoying the ride. And uh, if you have good stocks or you're just index, index investing, you really have nothing to really worry about. So there we all go. people that's that are getting worried are people that uh, are holding stuff that we told you shouldn't be holding. So there we go. Let's bring in the other amazing mind meld that we have here. Mr. Tony from the Stock Bros podcast. What's Tony, up? how are you doing? Good. Sorry, I was running a couple minutes late, but made it just in time. Hell yeah. There we, go, there we go. We got, of course, our man coming in from your backyard himself, Mark <laughs> Newman. If he's not here, is that a sign I can go in for some heat? No, you can't go in for some heat. Tony's here. He's actually here. Mark, you have to stay outside. I'm sorry. But ladies and gentlemen, this is how the show goes. You know, it's the best podcast for you to learn how to invest from two guys who have done amazing in the last 365 days in investing as well as this is their career so like come on but uh we break down the ideas for you in the stock market for beginners group it's an amazing group if you are not uh subscribe uh, in the group make sure you use the show notes to uh go ahead and jump into that this is mainly for the podcasting people not you guys watching right now live so i'm sorry i have to do a little house cleaning that's my job but we're going to be breaking down uh we're going to go into the metaverse which is going to be interesting stocks like dalt said that can help you when it comes around rocky times and then of course we're going to be talking crypto the favorite topic of the last few years uh so guys are you ready to help the people from the villages and your backyard oh yeah i got a couple uh i got a couple really good articles on crypto they're like fast little fast five uh articles i there we go saved and wanted to quickly go over but yeah. um we'll hit that yeah let's do at it. the end so dalt um the metaverse where we've heard facebook talk about the metaverse saying it's changed it name the parent company is now the metaverse similar to how google went to abc uh what's going on with investing in the metaverse how can we do that and what what's explain that to me so yeah i think i think people just need to take like a wide eye approach and take, just take a, a step back to look at you know what exactly is the uh metaverse a lot of people are buying into the um to the meta ETF, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I guess if you want to do that, it's all right. But uh, some of the weightings in that ETF, like heavy weightings and like Snapchat and things, I don't, I don't really see how that's, uh, how that's beneficial to anything metaverse related, just because they run a camera. Um, apparently, that's the uh, metaverse, you kind of superimpose, I guess, um, uh, 3d items into your into your living room and stuff, stuff like that. Just a, yeah, just a bunch of really smart uh, yeah. portfolio managers taking advantage 100%. of people, taking advantage of the buzzword meta and creating mm. meta ETFs. Exactly. And uh, people are gobbling it up. <laughs> yeah, you could, they can they can charge a, a premium for it. So they just kind of build it. They don't really care what's what's in it um, because they know that you guys aren't looking at what's in it any, anyway. So they just kind of throw a higher price tag on it called the metaverse ETF and everybody buys in. But I think if you take a step back and just look at the things that you need to enable the, uh, the metaverse, so, you know, uh, the cloud data storage and that sort of connect uh, connectivity is is huge in enabling the metaverse. Um, the best sort of, if you want to call it, three D immersive tech technology that exists in the world is Oculus today, and that is owned by Facebook. For anybody that's ever used one, it's, it's absolutely unreal. 
of how how lost you can actually get in that game if you actually try to um, kind of forget that you're in a game, to be honest. So wow. I never tried that. That sounds yeah, cool. you I gotta try one. If you can how rent, you... Them. I don't know if you can rent them even. I don't know. I tried one years ago though. So what I, I is know. is it just a headset that yeah, I mean... it's a it's a headset and you you put your you put your phone, I think, in the in the front, and then you can run like sort of um, games or applications on it. Yeah. I remember trying one like in 2013 or something, like long time ago. Maybe it was after that, like 2014 or something. It was a long time ago. Um, so I don't even know what the ones now are like. I would imagine like seven years later. It's so it, it's been a, the metaverse technically has been around for a long time because if anybody remembers, Nintendo came out with a Virtual Boy. Does anyone oh. remember the Virtual Boy? No, no, I don't. no. I, I, it must that be sounds, a Mandela effect. That sounds really Pokemon crazy. Go, Pokemon Go, which was a vibe. <laughs> yeah, there's Pokemon Go, but they came out with a Virtual Boy. I believe it was called Virtual Boy, but it was like a red thing that you just put your head. It was in black and red. Right, and it made it look like it was 3D. So, um, what do you do? You have to be uh, in like I see. You have to have somebody watching you while you're doing this because you can't just be walking around your house. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. yeah would, you kind of do. I would. Pre- I would prefer you stay in the house. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be outside, right? Because um, you're you. Well, I'm, well, I'm saying like you can't like you're going to be hitting into shit if you're like yeah. If you're outside, that's why you should stay in a room. Yeah, stay in. A you room have to room. stay in an empty room and you yeah. just walk into walls. Like you're, <laughs> Pretty you're much, yeah. Well, Snapchat a while ago, they came out with their spectacles, which allowed you to kind of put and like you have Google Glasses as well with the what somewhat metaverse. It's AR, but that is what kind of is the metaverse. It's like an uh, it's bringing the Internet into the real world. That's it. So, Dalt, would you say that the best way to invest in the metaverse is directly through Facebook stock? Facebook is 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 great because you'll benefit off of the off of the uh, Oculus stuff. Like I don't even know why they needed to change their name to Meta plat- Platforms. I don't know, but uh, Oculus is certainly great. Um, if you'd if you'd want to be in that in that space, I I see Oculus being very big. Um, I might get one eventually. I have everything else. I don't play a- Xbox a- anymore. It's just um, I just use it kind of run Netflix and Prime Video and stuff like that. DAZN for sports. I- I have a question for all of our audience. How many of you have actually heard of metaverse before this Facebook debacle? Like <laughs> I had, I never had right. a clue what metaverse was or and meta. I, I've heard of Oculus. I knew a little bit of what Oculus was. I figured it was like a 3d virtual reality type of augmented reality game, but metaverse is something that a term that I've never heard of. Maybe in passing, I might've read it or something, but, now it's become the number one thing to invest in along with EV. So it's just crazy how just things come and go so quick. And I'm, I'm just wondering if this is going to be one of those things where every other week we just have a new, uh, new segment of the market that pops up and people kind of just drift away from what they were originally investing, you know, heavily into like pot stocks and all the hot, you know, new stocks that pop up or the sectors that pop up. What's your take on that? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely, uh, that's definitely part of it. Like I had never heard of metaverse b- before, you know, I was familiar with Oculus and familiar with the, the central land, but, uh, which is the Ethereum. I remember you telling us about that like yeah. six months ago. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, that that wasn't called the metaverse back then. It was it was just you know called virtual world, and it, it's you know it's metaverse is a is a you know asset manage, asset management term to sell new new funds. But I mean, if you want to if you want to invest in it, the best way is definitely Facebook. You get the direct ic- exposure. You benefit off of everything Oculus is going to do, and more so than that, the big picture. As I was saying before, you got to go with your your big guys that enable cloud cloud storage, which is going to become a huge big part of where there's oh, yeah. all this data. Microsoft, Google, um, Amazon is number one. Amazon AWS, Microsoft Azure is number two. Number three is Google Cloud. Those are your top three cloud service. Uh, providers if you own one of those you are going to be directly uh supporting the um anything that's built in metaverse or anything that's built in the cloud which is where everything is going anyway so if you don't hold one of those big three i just don't know i don't understand but that's definitely (laughs) something you should hold always and that's why you know when you buy things like that too you buy google i never have to worry about whether i have i'm going to have the next biggest greatest thing because the venture capital arms on these companies they're in everything self-driving cars they're in evs they're in um they're in they're cloud storage. They're, yeah they're gobbling up all these everything before we have to it, it, so guys I, I have a question for you because i've been reading um some historical books on in uh, on uh, on the market and entrepreneurial stuff and i've noticed right now there is a boom of businesses coming in the virtual world and like doing ar vr mr metaverse stuff and all that but it's similar to when there was a whole bunch of smaller companies, like a whole bunch of car companies back years. Like even if we think about it in the 90s, like the 80s and 90s, there was like thousands of car companies. And then just slowly they've been gobbled up because of by the bigger guys. Is this something that we can see happening in the tech world? Because we kind of yeah. saw that with the, 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 the dot com, the dot, the dot com, com boom when Yahoo was yeah. being buying all these smaller things. And look then, at AOL. AOL is non-existent basically yeah. right now. They were their huge yeah. company, and then they got bought out yeah. by I think it was uh, Time Warner, wasn't it? Even Time Warner uh, that used to be uh, Warner Brothers, and uh, they got bought out, and then they basically just. Disappeared. that that part of their business and they don't even do anything with it anymore like direct tv and all that that's like all that's left of at&t or aol I jesus mean. so yeah do you guys see like all these like smaller companies popping up on the on the web that uh, then end up being gobbled up by the bigger guys definitely yeah that happens that happens all the time and um yeah how many companies apple bought it's insane <laughs> you know Hey, we got a fellow Canadian. I love it. Yeah. Timmy. They bought Siri. Nice That's where they got Siri from. They bought that company and then oh, fine tuned. Yeah. And then they fine tuned it to work with their software. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. There That's you have it. That's how, it's how, it's how, it's how it works. You go out and you buy the things that are interesting and they become a big part. Facebook buys Oculus and they buy Instagram. You know, Facebook didn't own any of these things. It was just a social media platform at first. So, I mean, it definitely seems smart to own some Facebook stock, whether you, whether you do it indirectly or directly, because it seems like this is where the world is going, all virtual reality and nobody well, has any human reaction. The <laughs> There's no more human interaction anymore. It's all just digital and yeah. You should already Obviously. be in these big fang stocks to to start though. I feel like every now and then there's a thing. It's like, oh, now the metaverse. Now we're gonna buy Facebook stock. Well, you should have had it forever. Like, why not tell people what they can do if they don't want to, if they can't afford to buy 
$3,000 of Google or $2,000 of Amazon. And they want to buy a share of all these companies, but like they, they don't, they can't spend $10,000 to buy a share of all these companies. So what can they do? Well, I'm pretty sure everybody does fractional share investing now. Even Wealth Simple has it here in here in Canada. So I don't I don't know who doesn't, but I'd say 90% of investors do have that that option for fractional shares. Um, or ETFs. Exactly. ETFs. You can go e- ETFs too, but I think I think everybody at this point has has fractional shares. Yeah. yeah. QQQ, 400 bucks and you own pieces of all those companies. So yep. obviously you're not going to get the growth potential of owning just facebook or microsoft or whatever but um you know you'll you'll still you won't miss out you'll still have some of that um you'll take advantage of some of that growth and yeah charles schwab does not do fractional shares on etfs they do fractional shares on s p 500 companies because i have charles schwab yeah Uh, and they only do the top 30 s p 500 companies i believe is which is kind of yeah apple amazon google right there for you Mm, baby build your own etf if you want just pick like five of them and do like whatever however much a week so yep there you go there we go all right so we talked about the metaverse and investing in the metaverse it's smart because that's where we're going and we've seen the rise of cryptocurrencies and all that fun stuff think big uh, companies when you invest in the metaverse big big companies there we NVIDIA? go would you say nvidia is uh going to be a key player in that uh i don't know the roles that that um like how many semiconductors you need to buy like if 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 Google was going to launch a, a virtual based um, game, would they have to buy more semiconductors or would they have everything that they are, that they already need? Um, hmm. I guess you're adding servers at that, at that point. So, I mean, whatever, whatever NVIDIA puts in, in into those would be, would be good, but they're not the only person doing semiconductors on the street. There's thousands yeah. of semiconductor companies. There's only one, there's only three really top players in the cloud services industry. So I don't know. I like I like the cloud guys a lot a whole lot better than anybody doing hardware. Okay. Well, hardware still need, you still need hardware to do the this uh the cloud stuff. So there we go. Um we got Mark worried that you're scaring people away from Nvidia. Don't no, Nvidia is a good investment. <laughs> We've covered it, Mark. Don't worry. We're just talking specifically for metaverse. Yeah. yeah for the metaverse. If you want to go into the metaverse, it may not be the best. It's better to go into the cloud computing. But yeah. Meta uh, Nvidia has been reviewed countless times. I think uh when we were doing the stock breakdowns, uh it was voted on and it was uh it was given a two thumbs up from the two I don't investors. Think we realized how much we needed semiconductors until we had the shortage. Yeah. Of- the pandemic supply and demand uh it'd be interesting to see what happens when eventually we get back to normal and we start meeting this demand uh i think their their stock really their stock price really took advantage of the the, the shortage as a lot of companies did so it's going to yeah. be interesting to see if if they fall back down to earth or what's going to happen with them so. they're they're trading really high for someone that does not do any software yeah. That's the only thing that's concerning for me. Um, there's only so many semiconductors you can buy, and it's it's built by, or sorry, you can sell, and it's 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 done by how many you can manufacture. I find software like software companies can sign up a million people overnight and a yeah. million people every single night, and there's really no load other than adding another server. But Nvidia can only make a certain amount of semiconductors per day, and that can't really change other than adding a massive, massive investment in. 
So I know it's kind of, I really don't like hardware com companies. That's the, the only reason why I personally would not hold NVIDIA. There we go. And I'm not sure what you mean by, by metaverse chips, Mark. Um, well, the metaverse is just basically a video game, right? It's like a virtual, yeah. anybody can make chips for a computer to process. You just probably need some type of uh, minimum specs to run this program on a computer. So anybody, Intel, uh, I mean, Taiwan, Semi, all these companies can make chips for them, I would assume. But uh, and we still, I, there isn't still there, not a defined definition of what the metaverse is because the metaverse is also Web uh, 3.0, which is blockchain technology as well. So, uh, you know what I was just thinking too, Tony? Um, a lot of the big guys are doing their own chips now anyway. Apple has an M1. Google has their yeah. set that they just released. Google dropped Qual Qualcomm. Apple dropped Intel. Like the right. big guys are just, they have so much money. They can just afford to do this stuff themselves. That's why you always go go big because over the long term, these guys are just going to take everybody's market share. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much, yeah, that's, that's, that's the end all and be all on that subject uh now let's let's talk about uh something that a lot of people uh are probably a little worried about uh with the upcoming like you said dealt the changing of the guard for the fed and uh stocks that are guaranteed to appreciate over time like this is guaranteed you put your money in you're going to make money with it because it's going to appreciate uh what were you talking about and stuff like that the two easy ones are, are, of course, that nobody really likes to do is, is the ETFs because they're boring. But anything that's any pure, I shouldn't say anything, any pure S&P 5, 500 index ETF or pure NASDAQ 100 um, uh, index e ETF or even like the growth ones where they're just heavily weighting into like the top 10 or 20 into the index. Any of that stuff is just is just guaranteed to go up. They've got a long track record of re returns. Those indexes track um, the most profitable, biggest companies that are actually moving. It's not just moving the market; they're moving life. Like you, you think about some of these companies that that are in there. Like you really can't live without these companies. So, and if you're going to invest in any individual companies, like it's just companies that. Most of the time, it's companies that you don't even think about that you'd be just bored of. Like, oh, open your wallet, pick a credit card company, invest in them. Um, you're on Google every day, invest in that. You're on Google Maps, use an iPhone every day um, or Apple products, Apple Watch, invest in that. You know, certain things that just enable your life, make your life easier. Yeah. Those simple things are the things that are really just not going to go anywhere. And that's, that's stuff that you can bet on forever. Anything that enables your life. Uh, is is a good long long term investment. Tony, you have anything you want to add? No, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, uh, obviously, nothing is guaranteed to go up, but the safest possible thing you could invest in is the S and P five hundred because you have a hundred over a hundred year track record, and um, historically, it's been the best thing you can bet on in the stock market because. You know, make no mistake, you can lose money if you don't sell. You can lose money if you're investing in bad stocks. I mean, a lot of people say that on this, you know, not just on our group, but all the time. It's, it's like a catchphrase. You don't lose anything till you sell. Well, tell that to people that own Lehman Brothers and Enron stock and countless other stocks. That so do, to be fair, so. to be fair, I know someone who actually made money on Enron. Blackberry. At, 
after the uh, drop happened on Enron because he ended up buying it when it was really low and then it bounced up like a couple cents. But he had bought so much of the stock that he actually made a nice little profit off it. And then he's like, I'm selling. I don't care. Yeah, well, he bought it at rock bottom. Yeah, had a little bit of a comeback, and then the scandal <laughs> just, was just full fledged, and it, again, they were yeah. done. And yeah. was wise enough to actually sell. I think. Mm, no, days. he he knew it was it yeah. was only a matter of time till he gets fucked. So he was like, "I'm just going to take my profit, run it, put it into something other." And that's what you do with when you get a, a, a or stock, just short it, <laughs> yeah, or short or it, just, yeah. But if oh. you hear about a stock that's that's about the blow up or anything like that and you take a second to look at the financials of it and it looks like it's a a questionable thing go in for the short term don't go for the long run on these companies that keep blowing up and then dying like oh the ipo is going off and then like why is it dropping it's because there's nothing of value to the thing so get in get out yeah i hate ipo because you can't you can't properly assess an ipo no. Look at Rivian, which we talked about last week. I know some of you watching may be may want to know a little bit about that company. Go watch last week's week's episode. We covered that in great depth. Just another company that is valued as the second uh, largest car company in the United States by market cap off of an IPO, and they haven't even sold a car yet. So it's, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. So there, there is a bubble Rivian, like this Rivian was. A, is not guaranteed to go up long term because you don't need a Rivian truck to live your life. So that's just exactly. not that's just not a thing that that uh, you need. So, like, look, this this is like with all these IPOs dropping, I feel like it's the the dot com bubble uh, all over again. There were so many dot com companies being created, and then all of a sudden the rug got pulled out and people lost uh, yeah. billions of dollars. I would say spacs, spacs are the spacs and crypto are the new bubble. Yeah. You know? You have two bubbles. You got the internet bubble, and then you got the dig- the non digital bubble that uh, the finance people always seem to want to play with, and then cause major major pain for the little people. So yeah, invest in smart companies that you use day to day, not the random you may use once in a lifetime stocks. That's not worth it. You want to invest in companies that are smart investments. Mm-hmm. Um. Now going on to crypto, but before we do that, I do have an announcement to make about the stock, uh, stock dirty to me. We are going into the crypto world, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're interested, oh yeah, in getting to know and getting onto the crypto coin that we're going to be launching, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Make sure you like uh, when you watch us live. Join the Facebook group, uh, Stock Dirty to Me, uh, the, uh, not Stock Dirty to Me. Sorry, the uh, Stock Market for Beginners group. Uh, that we're associated links are in the show notes down below you need to join us because uh, this is where we're going to be launching the crypto coin and you guys who are watching listening will be the first to be able to buy it so you're going to be able to profit off it so uh, stay tuned for info on that so like last week we told you we we're launching a stock it's happening we're in talks with a SPAC I'm not going to tell you which one and we're going to be launching a coin um, we promise uh, we promise we promise it's not a pump and dump scheme <laughs> um as i slightly take a sip of my coin uh my drink here uh no uh so let's go into crypto and like what's going on with crypto prices like it's all over the place Stelt. like uh, and tony tell me more tony can start with this one he has some articles there i believe oh yeah well i will say that first of all um more what who has more crypto, Tony or Dalt? More crypto, yeah. Dalt has more crypto. Dalt, yeah. I think you have value. Because he bought too. in really early. Yeah, yeah. 
I only have about $3,000 worth of crypto, which isn't much relative to my stock portfolio. It's a pretty small percentage. But um, 20, 20, anyways, I've spent nearly the same amount on crypto. My my holding. Yeah. Yeah. You bought it at a great time. So um, uh, what was I? Oh, so crypto volatility. I know people been kind of freaking out a little bit. Crypto has been a little bit volatile. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it, I mean, Bitcoin's in the past week, it's only down about 7% from right now from what I saw last. Uh, crypto can go up and down 10 or more percent in a matter of a day, you know, in a trading day. In a matter of a tweet from Mr. Yeah, and it's, and it's 24 hours. So it just never stops. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. I will say Bitcoin is pretty stable relative to the other ones. It doesn't have too much price fluctuation, but it can fluctuate 10% or more in the snap of a finger. Uh, I will say the the cause of the slight volatility in the last week is probably a couple things, but maybe the, the number one thing is possibly the infrastructure bill that recently came out that had uh, new crypto tax provisions that are gonna be signed into law. It's really nothing major that's gonna affect most people. Uh, essentially what they're doing is they're making these crypto exchanges do more tax reporting to the IRS. And um, there's, there's, I saw there's six new provisions in this law and it was essentially like anything over ten thousand dollars in transactions needs to be reported immediately. Oh, uh, so I, I thought Biden was only going after billionaires. Why is this all changed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, it's the it's the anti money laundering. It's the, yeah. that's the bare minimum. Like, and people think, oh, I'm just going to put the nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. No, you're going to be reported. You still get reported. Yeah. You still get reported. So what's going to end up happening is it's. Essentially, what they're trying to do is lock down anybody that's trying to evade taxes on crypto, and they're trying to come up with a more streamlined process to for the IRS to be able to audit people that own crypto in a much easier and faster fashion than what they've been dealing with over the last few years. It's kind of been a crab shoot in the last couple of years, and they've missed out on a lot of tax revenue from crypto because they just didn't have the infrastructure in place to go after people that weren't paying their taxes for crypto. Now they will have that infrastructure. So, or, you know, listen, you can if, tax businesses. Listen, if you're doing any, if you're, you're doing any crypto transactions and you're making some money, just record what you're doing and pay the taxes. Because I promise you, if the IRS finds out years later, you are going to wish that you paid them to begin with because the fees are going to be insane. This actually happened to me, some, not with crypto. Um, I had I owed state taxes one year, and I did it through TurboTax. This was like 2013, and I didn't owe that much. It was like $300. And I set up an option where it would come out of my federal tax return. I didn't think anything of it. Just let it, I, I just assumed it was paid out. Uh, like five years later, I got a bill from the state of Connecticut, from the IRS department in Connecticut. And they sent me a bill for $1,200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And they said, oh, these are all the back taxes you owe. And you didn't pay this state tax bill in 2013. This was like 2017. When, and I was like, what? I was so confused on what this was. And I went and I looked through all my TurboTax records. And I'm like, oh, shit, this was never paid. And I don't know how I overlooked it. Because what happens is TurboTax ends up paying it like four months later. So I just forgot about it. I thought it came out of my, my federal return. So yeah, I ended up having like a $1,200 tax bill from something that I thought I paid, but I never did. So I can only imagine what would happen with crypto, especially if you made thousands of dollars and you didn't report it. So uh, Look, the government doesn't like tax. people fe- stealing from them. So uh, don't try. They, 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 they'll come after you hard. They came after yeah, Al Capone. The they is- can come after you. The crypto tax is already um, a law. It's already a law, and they're already taxing crypto as property. And so you're you're already being taxed on your crypto, and you have to pay the taxes now. These new provisions don't take place until 2024, and um, it's nothing really to worry about as long as you you pay your taxes. <laughs> but so the other thing is, I would say that's the main thing that affected crypto. And then the other thing I saw was there was some crypto whale that ended up selling a ton of the, their crypto from their wallet. It was like seven, was it $700 million worth of crypto or something sold off in one transaction. Did you see an article about that? No, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. It wasn't like a huge amount. That is, really that is the- huge though. That That is huge. Cause you always have to think of um, the amount of, liquidity that's actually running day to day and i know ethereum only has i think a billion so even though it has like a huge like um like 700 or whatever billion dollar market cap whatever these things are crazy at you can't there's not actually that much money there if everyone were to sell so (coughs) big big transactions of hundreds of millions of dollars that that really um that does have an effect on the uh, network that would drive prices down yeah i'd have to look into that story don't hold me to it but I don't remember exactly where I read it. I read it a couple of days ago, but I think probably the infrastructure law is the, the main culprit here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people freak out over things like that temporarily and, you know, prices drop and then it goes back up. So it's just the way it is. It's buying but, on the dip. That's, I think that's what they say. The cool kids say nowadays, buy on the dip and this is the dip. Can I uh, hit you with a couple of these? So and one interesting story, story I saw was uh, the Staples Center. Did you guys see this? So the Staples no. Center in LA, this is where the Lakers play basketball. They are changing their name. They're no longer going to be called the Staples Center. Don't they're do it. Don't do be, it to me. Don't do it to me. Don't, please. It's going to be called the Crypto.com Arena. Nice. Crypto.com <laughs> is paying $700 million for the 20 year name rights. So they're going to essentially pay $35 million a year in order to have the arena called the crypto.com arena rolls right off the tongue. Right. It does. It's better. (laughs) Staples hasn't been making a lot of money. They really can't afford that, that lease renewal. So if anything, this is just one of those things I read this. Wait, is crypto.com crypto.com. It's that like they're a crypto exchange. Yeah, yeah are they on the stock market? Because if they're not, also a key, they're no, you know, they're also a key sponsor for the UFC. Yep. If you watch the UFC, they have all their shirts hockey too. Crypto.com. 
Rocky oh, really? Too. They're, yeah. Well, they're not a main sponsor, but some of the arenas have the crypto.com on their uh, their boards. They are going hard, and the paint. it's just one of those things where crypto is here to stay. And it's the same thing with like poker not. stars used to do back in the day, Bet365, go hard it's, into the, the yeah. sports. It Brian just shows you how Brian much money. Soccer team too. Yeah. It just shows you how much money is in these these crypto exchanges. Like they can just afford seven hundred million dollars and for name rights, just like easy, no problem. You know, and it also shows you where Staples going. <laughs> Staples yep. is going the opposite direction. Yep. Um. So the other story, Robin Hood data breach. Oh God! Yes, this. Again. Seven million customers' data was breached. Oh, no. Um, and about five million of them, the email addresses were uh, exposed and possibly their emails were hacked. They, they can't say exactly for sure how many, but. And also the crazy thing is 310 users, their, their full names, date of birth, and zip codes were exposed. I would assume that this data breach, they, they, they also Robin Hood said no social security numbers were exposed. But yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if so they have your this name, is, date of I'm, birth. I'm going to jump code. in here because I used to work in the fraud department. Please call the credit bureaus, all of the credit bureaus you know of. That is Equifax, TransUnion, and there's a third one in the U.S. Call them. Uh, you're legally allowed every six months, I believe, to get your credit report get it every six months. If or It's either six, once a year or every six months. Get it. Check to make sure your credit, there's no additional credits on Excellent. your credit report. As well as make sure your passwords to your emails are different than your banking. From your banking to your social media, make them all different. Don't be, I love stocks one and then I love stocks two and I love stocks three. No, that's not change it don't even have the same numbers or words in it have them different all the time because if they can get into one place they'll get into everywhere else and then uh and don't use your mother's maiden name like come on yeah and the other thing is robin hood said that they're going to be alerting all of the affected individuals to let you know who was infected so if they do send you this email uh you should do exactly what phil said now i don't know how many of you i use credit karma and i use cap i have capital one they both offer free credit monitoring services. Yeah, I was so just gonna it's, Yeah, so it's only it is a couple of weeks behind, but at least you're only a couple of weeks behind because yeah. uh, you can't get a live update for free. So for those that are in Canada, you can use Mogo, um, same sort of thing, and they will um, they will do your credit monitoring for free, and they'll uh, they'll scan your thing every month, your credit report, and they'll see if there's any new inquiries on your account, and so you'll be notified if someone is trying to take out you know a half million dollar mortgage over your head. So yeah, also two factor authentication. Okay. Always have two factor authentication. Always important. Yeah, and just, uh, just a couple the couple of quick things is tim cook uh says he owns cryptocurrency the of ceo of apple so that made big headlines this week nice. he said he owns bitcoin and ethereum Ooh, now like he been... also said he also said he thinks it's a re it's reasonable to own a part of crypto for a diversified portfolio but he said that 
It's only for personal use and Apple will not be accepting cryptocurrency as payment or buying cryptocurrency itself like Tesla. It's not. Uh, we just got a, my email was exposed. Yeah. Arthur had his email exposed. So he made a new email, which is wise and linked to change your passwords too. change, change your passwords. Your, Big thing. Yeah. Change those passwords. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it, 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 here's the thing. People are like, no, Bitcoin's never going to take off. Crypto crypto's here to stay. It's like people are saying the internet was a fad and we're, you, we're relying on the internet even more than we ever did in the history or any tool pretty much. Crypto is here to stay. Um, it's just going to take longer. But yeah, I, I see in the future probably everybody has crypto, but not for a while. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh... I know Bitcoin just did a major upgrade too this past Sunday. Did you guys hear about that? No, I didn't care to share. So uh, it's called Taproot. It's a highly anticipated upgrade to Bitcoin and it went in effect Sunday. And what it is, is it's a way to upgrade Bitcoin to make it uh, execute smart contracts on the blockchain in a more efficient way. And it'll be less fees and it'll be faster. Nice. It's still going to be way behind Visa and MasterCard as far as processing payments, but uh, they're setting as it up. Said before, as Dal said before, Bitcoin is pretty antiquated and not very good, but it was the first uh, crypto. So generation one, yeah, yeah. Um, the generation and, uh, one, Ethereum Gen two, and then you have a lot of Gen three and Gen four stuff coming now. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, and last but not least, uh, Coinbase shares dropped Ooh. after they missed their third quarter revenue uh, expectations. So they uh, their monthly customer users fell by one and a half million as opposed to the previous quarter, and um, they still had a you know a huge quarter as far as profits. But what do you what do you make of that? Do you think any, that's anything to worry about, or uh, just a blip in the radar? I didn't even see it. I'm I'm taking a look at it right now. What was the what was the number? Um, what, wasn't it like double the previous quarter or something? It was still ridiculously high. It just didn't match the street. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So they had a dollar sixty two EPS earnings per share pretty good um they had a 1.3 billion in revenue and they were expected to have about 1.57 billion wait 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 hold a fucking minute here yeah excuse my they missed by point two well like, 2.2 billion is a lot of money oh 2.2 okay sorry 252 million, 252 million yeah 252 million yeah, they, they they missed out by about a quarter of a billion, you know. Oh, heaven but forbid! Heaven forbid they that still they still made they still made one point three billion. But yeah, I guess um, it's the street expectation. I, th I think it's it pretty soon we're gonna see some crypto exchanges start offering crypto trading for no fees, yeah, or very little fees because it's already starting to happen, and then these crypto exchanges like Coinbase are going to have to start doing it too in order to be competitive. Just like that is one great thing about Robinhood. 
Robin Hood kind of changed the game. They, mm-hmm. There's no, no um, fees for trading. And then all of a sudden, all these big uh, brokerages had to do that as well. They had to acquiesce to the customer. The consumer. They're, yeah, they're losing. That's what's great about capitalism. If your product sucks, someone comes along and makes a better product, then you got to change your product to match what the consumers want. So. And just to put this into perspective, so in this one quarter, in the three months, um, July, August, and September, Coinbase made $1.3 billion in profits. Last year, total revenue for Coinbase was $1.2 billion, and their net income was $322 million for the whole year of 2020. They made, <laughs> they made more in just profit alone than they did in three months – they made four times as much profit than they did in the whole entire year last year. That's why I said, let's just put this into perspective. They missed yeah. the expectation, but you, Coinbase well, this year is one end. of those catchy. Yeah, this is one of those yeah. catchy headlines. Coinbase is I year read end. the article and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Coin, Coinbase will end this year. So last year they made $323 million in profits. This year, I think the total year, they're going to make like $4 billion in profit. It's going to be ridiculous. So that's like, what is that? Eight hundred percent gain, yeah. year over year, which is ridiculous. Nobody's doing that. So, so would you say rumors of their demise might be a little exaggerated? Or not? Big time. They're they're they're. they're <laughs> I I think, I think they other than like Visa, Mastercard, and maybe like Ver Verisign, I would say Coinbase is up there in the top five with the most um, uh, free cash flow, cash positive companies in the market by far. Yep. Yeah. Only, uh, only what two more quarters before their top five in the S and P five hundred? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nuts. They're really nuts. <clears throat> All right, guys, uh, we're coming up to the end here. Let's uh, let's let everybody know where they can find us and connect with us. Dalta, I usually start with you, so I'm going to go over with Tony and uh, Tony. Where can the boys and yeah. girls of the group find you? Um, the Stock Bros Podcast. I. I've been I haven't put out too many new episodes because I've been filming podcasts and there's so much echo in my house because we have the cathedral cathedral ceiling so they're high so everything everything fucking echoes in here so I don't know what to do blanket over your head blanket yeah. over your head I keep telling <laughs> you, have you to this. do it in the garage or something but I don't know I, I might just have to buy some type of special but I'll talk to you off the air about that but anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Stock Rose Podcast and uh, on the uh, group page, obviously. There we go. And Dalt, uh, always giving us such great advice as our resident advisor. Uh, how about you tell us where we can find you and get more of your great advice? You can find me as always in the uh, in the group and on Instagram um, at Rizme Life. Uh, that's where you'll find me at all times. Um, as far as crypt- cryptocurrency prices, I didn't get to put this point home. Don't worry about cryptocurrency prices. Um, if you're buying utility coins, um, you're just looking at the development of the network. You really shouldn't be concerned about any prices. Um, that's just prices come and go. But value, if there's value there, that value will come back eventually. So, there. Yeah, especially when you can buy crypto at fractional, you know, fractional prices. You can buy it at a dollar a day if you want. So. Yep. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Stock Dirty to Me, a podcast that goes live to the Stock uh, stock Market for Beginners group every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We love you to come join us. 
uh, just click the link in the show notes down below and uh, join us here and get your uh, monetary vision even better from two amazing uh, guys who have done it before and done it multiple times. I am, of course, Phil Bailey, the podcast mogul. I just produce this stuff and answer, ask the questions you guys have. I thank you all for watching, listening, and remember to be a smart investor. Investor.